Welcome back, everybody, to the Davenport Pulse. Uh, today, we are joined by Zach Micklewright of the Davenport Fire Department. He is here for a special Veterans Day episode. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So uh, why don't you take a minute, Zach, to introduce yourself um, and tell us which branch you served in uh, before we dive into questions. My name is Zach Micklewright. I have been on the fire department for about five years now. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps for 14 years in the reserves, and I was a mechanic. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. I was motor transport mechanic. Okay. I'm just going to ask right away. Why don't, why didn't you want to like continue the path of mechanic? It's, it wasn't all that was cracked up to be. Okay. It was, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I joined when I was really young, so I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, you know? How old were you when you joined? I was a month older than 17, oh, wow. just a month into being 17. And, uh, my brother is who got me into the Marines. He kind of strong armed me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of just, yeah, he kind of bullied me into it. Cause he's like, you're not doing anything around here. What are you going to do when you graduate? And he had been in for about a year and, and he was active duty in the Marines. So I just said, screw it. And, and joined mm-hmm. and I ended up leaving like a month after I graduated high school and I was real young. So I gra- I turned 18 when I was in boot camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was my next question, how you got involved and what made you decide to enlist? Yeah. Uh, mostly just my brother hit and his influence. He's five years older than me and he joined the military. He actually went to the recruiter's office the day after nine uh, 11 and ended up leaving like three months later. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like a year into it, I was, I was turning 17 and decided to join. So what made you want to join the reserves over active duty? Uh, a girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody important anymore. It was a long time ago. <laughs> a yeah. girl. And, and just being scared, you know, 17, right. I, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of a war. You know, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do the reserves and come home and go to go to school. Yeah. So kind of explain to us or maybe take us back to like what your journey looked like for the 14 years you were in. Yeah. So um, I went to boot camp and MOS school and that took about like 14 months. And then I came home and I actually worked with the recruiter's office for like six, six months to like beginning of 2006. And I got attached to my reserve unit, which was right over in Rock Island on the arsenal. And uh, like one of my first three or four drills, um, they were doing a rotation to go to Iraq. And it was going to be in the the fall of 2007 until the spring of 2008. And they needed somebody with my specialty because I was like a, I was like a small component repair mechanic instead of like just turning wrenches normally. And they're like, well, there's only two of you here that are eligible to go. So we're going to do this like men. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, one of, one of you two have to go to Iraq. We're and we're going to, we're going to decide this like men. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) So I rock, paper, scissors, a guy that was at my reserve unit for the last spot on the deployment to Iraq. And I went in 07. So, wow. Yep. Is so it, it was like MOS school, recruiters, reserve unit, and then right to Iraq in 07. 
Yeah, it was wild. That's insane. I know. It's a it's a weird story. It's like, oh, that's how they decide things in the military? Rock, paper, scissors? Right. Yeah. So can you tell us where you served the majority of your time? Well, I mean, technically I've served it here. Yeah. You know, doing the one week a month thing. Uh, but I did. Did you visit any other? Yeah. So I did seven months in Iraq. Right. Um, and our work up and work down for that deployment was in North Carolina, which was also where my MOS school was. Okay. Uh, boot camp was in San Diego and Camp Pendleton. Um, and then I also went to, for AT, it's like a two week and two weeks a year for the reserves. I went, I spent about a month collectively in Norway, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then in 2011, I got deployed and we ended up going to a bunch of countries in Africa. I got attached to a, an active duty or a, sorry, a reserve recon unit as like support for them. And it was, I think it was about a hundred of us. We were in something called a special Marine air ground task force. And we went to different countries in Africa and just taught their militaries, different things, convoy operations. Um, the snipers and the recon guys taught them shooting and all, all different types of stuff. It was, it was super cool. And our command post was in uh, Sigonella, Italy, which is on Sicily. So it was like a vacation kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Some cool experiences. Yeah. So Very cool. in Africa, I was in Mauritania for like three and a half, four months, which is like a West Africa. And then I was in Djibouti for um, five weeks for we were teaching them how to shoot and stuff. And that was like right when um, the Joseph Coney and all that stuff was going on. I don't know if you remember that. It was like the Blood Diamonds and, oh. and all that different types of stuff. Joseph Coney was like a big influence for like their militias there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was also when the movie 13 Hours, you know, like when all that stuff happened in Benghazi, that happened while I was in Djibouti. Like, wow. It was kind of scary. Yeah, it kind of ended our it kind of ended our little deployment there early. So we went back to Italy. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, any of the food you've tried while overseas, anything fun or interesting? Uh, interesting for sure. In Africa, in Mauritania, more specifically, we were like with the, we were with the soldiers. We, like we stayed in a hotel and trained them every day. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in Djibouti, we stayed on base um, cause there's a huge military air military base there. Uh, but in Mauritania, we, we had to hire a chef for us to cook for us at this hotel. And it was like in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So we hired this woman from the local village to come make food for us. So she would cook us, you know, like normal meals in Africa. So we ate a lot of goat and a lot of camel. And, um, one big thing that the soldiers did at, did for us um, at the end of our deployment there, like at the end of our little training cycle is they cooked us dinner. So what they also did, I've made pretty good friends with the guys that were uh, like the leaders mm -hmm. and our interpreters um, asked us who wants to come watch them like butcher the goats. Oh, wow. So, like they, they do like this, it's like a ceremony there because they're all uh, Muslim. Mm -hmm. So they like face Mecca. They, they, uh, you know, dispatch the goat and, uh, and then they cooked it for us. Well then everybody eats off the same plate there. 
Oh. And that was really interesting and mm-hmm. not really all that fun. But, you know, everybody eats with their hands and eats off the same plate, like a lot of couscous sure. um, meat and vegetables and stuff like that. So that was a little interesting. Yeah. yeah. Eating off the same plate as all these guys. Who knows where their hands have been? Who I knows know. where our hands have been? Yeah. It was bizarre. But then like Italy, we ate a lot of Italian food as well. We had a lot of free time there. So um, we got to travel and and just like eat food from the homeland there. Amazing. It was cool. Yeah. Have you ever like tried to recreate a dish that you've had overseas? Nope. <laughs> no camel. No. No camel, no goat. I've got nine goats at home, and I don't think my wife would appreciate. Oh no, yeah, probably appreciate not. us eating goats. Does so. she know that you have a goat? Yeah, yeah, um, she knows all that. Well, if your goats that you have at home have names, that might be a little they difficult too. Yeah, all of them. Serve them for a meal. Yeah, I, it wasn't very tasty anyway. So yeah, at least the way they made it wasn't super great. That's like. A- it's just it's interesting the different types of animals people eat. And Camel then, that like kind the of different threw me. taste of them. So yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh, frog legs taste like chicken. I'm like, what? What does camel taste like? <laughs> it's, it's not good. It it wasn't very good. I I wouldn't try it again. Was it gamey? Like it's or? just really tough. Ew. It's really Ew. really tough. Okay. Yeah. And they don't. I mean, they don't have like all the best seasoning, so it's not like you're eating Cajun camel. Right. You know, yeah. or like. <laughs> Italian camel. It's just Cajun camel. Yeah, raw camel <laughs> wasn't great. Raw. Wait. I mean, like raw, like as in no seasoning, no, no, like, oh, nothing well, special. Can you tell us uh, about some of the special people that you met throughout your time in the military? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, you you develop brothers and sisters in the military that you know are are far more special than you know some that you just meet every day. Yeah. You know, you guys share you share a lot more with each other than you do with like your normal friends back home you know you're living in really close quarters with them so you know like about you know stuff that you don't you don't really want to know about your normal friends Mm -hmm. you know how often they go to the bathroom and yeah (laughs) what it smells like (laughs) it's so but you know you develop these friendships like I still got a one of my best friends is from Peoria and I don't see him very often, but when I see him, it's like, you know, we're, we're brothers, yeah. you know? So, um, I've developed some good friendships from people all around, mostly the Midwest because our reserve unit is like somewhat people from around here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that guy in, in particular, Tyler is his name. He was um, a groomsman in my wedding and like, you know, I, I've developed some friends that are pretty, Life pretty long. awesome. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I got a lot of friends from my last deployment that are from Louisiana, okay. from their reserve unit down in Louisiana that I still talk to. Like we all went to Vegas after our deployment, a couple of years after our deployment and we meet up and it's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. What led you to um, the career path of a firefighter following discharge? Uh, so, you know, while you're a reservist, you still have to like maintain a, a regular job. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, I didn't exactly do that or conform to the norms. Uh, I got into mixed martial arts for like eight years. And, uh, I, after my first deployment, I kind of devoted my life to it cause I had a bunch of money stockpiled up and lived with my parents for a while. Um, and I met some really good friends doing that. And Rod Montoya, who's on the fire department, he got me into, um, looking into being a firefighter cause he had retired from MMA and, 
and got on the department probably three years prior to me. And he's like, man, this is something for you. He's like, this is, this is, um, a job that I love. And it's like right up your alley. You know, you were in the military. It's a lot like the military. He wasn't in the military, but he's like, it's a lot like the military. He's like the, the brotherhood and stuff like that. It's like, he said, this is right up your alley. You should give it a shot. And I'm like, well, all right. So I tested and ended up passing everything and make, making it on the list. And, you know, in that time that I was doing that, you know, I was looking up things about firefighting and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it, like it really got me excited. So I ended up going to EMT school while I was on our list, you know, kind of waiting to be hired, Mm -hmm. um, just to up my chances of getting hired. So I did that and loved it. And then I got hired. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you happy with the path you chose then? I mean, it sounds like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got hired on at 32 and I didn't really have a, a huge career before that. Um, so I got started a little late, but I'm all right with that because I, I had a lot of fun and, yeah. you know, developed relationships with people that made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Are you from Davenport? Yeah. Originally? Yeah. Okay. I grew up on the West, on the West side and, um, went to West high school, graduated from West high school. Um, okay. Can you tell us what you remember about the day you enlisted? <laughs> Take <laughs> us back to that day. Uh, 17 years and one month old. The day I am, <laughs> the day I enlisted, yeah. I, um, there was not really a good story about that except you that know, your brother bullied you. Yeah. Into <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which was no, which was the normal. Yeah. Know? He bullied me all the time. <laughs> but like my first day of boot camp was terrible. Um, I remember leaving for boot camp being a baby, you know, 17 years old and, um, showing up to San Diego at like three in the morning and getting just harassed and hazed by all these drill instructors, Mm -hmm. you know, out of nowhere. I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? You know? Um, so that, that was pretty memorable, you know, walk in, give up, give up all my belongings, all my clothes. They, put me in whitey tighties and tube socks <laughs> mm-hmm. and then shaved my head and, you know, basically yeah. took my entire person and threw it in a box. And here you are, you're a Marine. Now you're not Zach anymore. You are, you are recruit Mickle, right? And it was, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Um, how does your military experience affect your life today? Uh, well, you know, even though I was a reservist, I would say it, it would, single-handedly turned me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they break you down and rebuild you and try to build you with a, a good structure and a good base um, to becoming an adult and, you know, like a self-sufficient person. Um, and I think I it, it helped me in every way, you know, in mixed martial arts and um, in firefighting, you know, they call, they call firefighting a paramilitary service. So, you know, it was right up my alley thanks to the military service that I had experienced mm-hmm. earlier in my life. So, I mean, it was pretty instrumental in who I am. Um, what would you tell someone thinking about enlisting a young person, maybe 17 years old in high school, not really sure what they want to do when they grow up and thinking about enlisting? What would, what advice would you give someone? I would say it's a big commitment, um, but it, it puts you on the right track for success because it's going to teach you things that 
you might not have developed as a kid, you know, Mm -hmm. like responsibility. Like if you didn't have responsibility growing up as a kid, that's going to, it's going to force you into it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to give you like all those core things that you need, you know, to be a self-sufficient person or, you know, like just a responsible adult, you know, it it forced me into manhood pretty fast. Mm -hmm. You know, at 17 years old, I, it was, a game changer, yeah. I would say. Uh, so it's a huge commitment, but it's going to be worthwhile. Um, the benefits that you get from it are amazing. You know, I've I've been to the VA hospital countless times. Um, mm-hmm. I'm using, still currently using my VA benefits for like my GI bill, my post 9-11 GI bill. Like I'm going to get my associates right now. Um, they sent me to EMT school and paid for it. They sent me to paramedic school and paid for it. Um, I've done, I'll be like two years. Well, I'm like four classes away from an associates Mm -hmm. and that's all been paid for by the military, you know? So it's, it's huge in that regard because that's a lot of money that I could have, you know, been out instead I'm, I'm up because of it. So it's great. I think it's a great tool, especially for somebody who doesn't, who doesn't come from a lot of money. Like my family didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So if I wanted to go to college, military, military was kind of my only option, unless I wanted to go in a hundred, a hundred grand into debt, you know? So it was huge in that regard. So if that's something that people are willing to do and able to do, and, um, they come from like a military background with those core values, it's, I think it's, it was awesome. It was awesome for me. Like I'm appreciative of the, of the time that I've served and all the places I've been. Right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it was a huge benefit for me. So yeah, I always have positive things to say about it. I mean, there's always the negative too, you know, like life's not always perfect in the military, but you know, that's, that's part of life too. You know, life's not always perfect right. on the home front either. So. Right. Um, you said, you know, your brother was a huge impact of this. Do you remember his reaction when you told him you did it and said, I enlisted? Well, he was, he was there. Like, I mean, he was, he, he forced your hand to yeah. the paper. It's like what he probably told me wasn't very appropriate to talk about, but you know, yeah. he was, he was tough on me. Yeah. He, was, he was five years old. Are you thankful me. now? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, I think he is also too, cause he got back and he's got a government job at the arsenal. So, you know, the four years that he served in the military goes to his retirement in the in his government job in the military or in the, on the arsenal as well. So he, I know he's super thankful for that as well. Yeah. I didn't know that that's how that worked. I didn't either. So like they have like GS ranks. So his would be like a little bit higher than everybody else starting. You know, if they started at square one together, right. He would have that military service that gives them more points towards retirement. Well, Zach, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate you taking time and coming and talking with us. Um, and thank you so much for your service. Absolutely. Yeah, we, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me.